Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags. Free agency is now underway. The Packers have made uh, quite a few moves, and I think, Wags, we're starting to see the direction that Goody and this front office wants to go in free agency ahead of this year's NFL draft. Yeah, and I don't think there are really any surprises so far. Uh, certainly the Packers uh, have uh, uh, made some specific uh, targets and, and have made some moves. It, it does make me chuckle a little bit. Uh, some impatient uh, fellow Packer fans out there uh, <laughs> on social uh, saying, when are they going to do anything? And it's like, okay, well, we've already done more than uh, Ted Thompson's done in, in several seasons in three years of free agency. So um, I don't think we should have expected that there was going to be, you know, two to three major acquisitions. In fact, we knew there wasn't. So um, I think uh, Goody's done a good job so far of being active, sitting back and, and kind of letting the market play out. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, like, I actually really like the signings that, that the Packers have made uh so far this off season the guys that have come from separate teams both going into uh need positions uh first Rick Wagner the right tackle former Wisconsin Badger uh you know signed he'd been on the Lions and uh you know I actually like that as soon as the Packers signed Wagner it was very clear to me uh that uh, Brian Bulaga was no longer in the Green Bay Packers plans um, so the Packers reportedly signed him to a two-year deal worth um, $11 million, so well under what Brian Balaga was going to be commanding uh, at the right tackle position uh, for, for the for the uh, for the Packers here. And um, you know, I think that Wagner had a bit of a tough year last year, uh, but I also think that he is a, a guy who could start right away, uh, but also gives the Packers flexibility should they want to draft somebody. Uh, in a priority spot in the draft. Uh, he just gives the Packers the flexibility that they need, but also gives them a steady hand of a guy who likes to play the game and I think fits this offensive scheme really, really well. Yeah, and a former Badger, a Wisconsin kid, so welcome home to Ricky. Um, certainly one of the things that I was really looking at with this is he – he signed for, you know, quite a bit less than what uh, uh, Brian Bulaga ended up getting from the Chargers. Yep. And um, he's a few years younger. And in addition to that, I, I think, you know, I, I, you say what you will about Bulaga. I, I think some of his injury history uh, was a little bit overblown. But uh, nevertheless, um, I think Ricky uh, has shown a little bit. Um, um, better help overall uh, than what Brian has. Uh, so in addition to being a few years younger, um, he he's more likely, I think, to play out that full contract uh, and be available uh, for the full season. You know, injuries do happen, uh, so you can't really predict that. But um, I think it was a, a good, solid signing, and I, I like that it was only a two-year deal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that gives uh, Goody some uh, opportunity to maneuver and uh, potentially – this coaching staff can uh, draft and develop uh, another guy to, to come in and be ready to go in the next year or two uh, if needed. Uh, but uh, also it gives Ricky a chance to, 
you know, perhaps prove or extend that contract because, as you said, uh, he may have had a little bit of a down year by his standards. But if he bounces back, the Packers will be getting a bargain, and he'll only be 31 or 32 at the time this contract is up. So perhaps he'd be in line for another, you know, shorter-term deal as well. Yeah, and you know what else I like about this um, is uh, we've talked about all the options the Packers had to to move guys uh, across the offensive line. We had talked potentially about Billy Turner moving out to right tackle. What I like about this signing is that Billy Turner stays at right guard. Now, that has nothing to say uh, bad about, about Turner. I really like his game. But when you know that somebody's playing good football at guard, I always get nervous starting to play musical chairs across the offensive line. This gives this offensive line a ton of continuity uh, across the board and then plugs in Bill Turner. Really like what he does. It's just I think that it really solidifies this. And, and Wags, I like that Turner has a bit of a mean streak when he plays that offensive line. So we're going to have Bakhtiari on one side, Turner potentially on the other side, probably going to be drafting somebody. Um, just a really quality signing. It's not flashy. It's not going to make the, the front pages. Uh, but you win in the trenches, and that's the kind of signing that this was. Yeah, and Ricky's had some some really good seasons in this yeah. league too. So I mean, he's he's someone that's proven at that position. Uh, he was actually, I think, one of the highest paid uh, tackles at the time as after he moved from the Ravens to the Lions uh, back in 2017. So that doesn't happen by accident. And uh, certainly, I feel a little bit better. Uh, knowing that we don't have someone that's completely unproven uh, over on that right side of the line. Yeah, and uh, and we had touched on our last podcast uh, at the time. Um, I believe Christian uh, Kirksey had already been signed by the pack, but um, just want to reiterate uh, the, the complete makeover we're seeing at the middle linebacker position uh, in free agency. Uh, by bringing him in on a two-year, $13 million deal. Blake Martinez, folks, is gone, and he's making $10 million a year. And, and Wags, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think that Kirksey is more athletic and actually runs better than Blake. Uh, he's had a couple down years, uh, Kirksey, that is, due to injury, but known as a guy who's a really good locker room presence, and uh, when he's healthy, has been uh, an absolute uh, beast out there at the middle of a defense, and he's played some of his best football when Coach Petten was there in uh, in um, Cleveland. So I thought that this was a really nice quality signing, maybe not, again, as a flashy or, or splashy as some of these higher-priced guys that have gone, like Schobert uh, or, or the kid from the Rams, but um, another quality signing. It shows that the Packers don't want to invest all of that money in linebackers with the Smith brothers already, and it gives them a little bit more flexibility, I think, Wags, uh, to concentrate on the offensive side of the ball. Still could draft at this position as well, uh, but they bring in some veteran presence, they bring in some veteran depth, and a guy who could start week one for the Packers uh, on a pretty reasonable deal, I thought, all things uh, all things considered. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. The biggest thing, of course, that you just highlighted is going to be health. Uh, but this is an incentive-laden contract, and it's got escalators for games played, um, you know, roster bonuses, et cetera. So uh, this uh, this is the type of deal where if the Packers pay out the full value of the contract, 
they're going to be extremely thrilled uh, because I think they've got a real value and a real steal. If Christian Kirksey can stay healthy, I think he's a guy that's a high motor player, uh, as you said, uh, known as to be a leader in the locker room. They know what kind of character and what type of leader they're getting uh, with that familiarity with Coach Patton, as you said. Um, and I, I just love that we're going to have someone at that second level now that has a motor and can – uh, bring some real energy out onto the field, um, and uh, the Smiths can feed off him, and vice versa. Uh, we've got yeah. we've we've got Savage uh, and Amos flying around on the back end. We've got Jair. We've got some additional real swagger out on the field. Yeah. And uh, all due respect to Blake Martinez, but that's something that we've been missing uh, from that uh, position for for a few years. And and I wish Blake well. I, I mean, I'm not saying that tongue in cheek. Seriously, um, I. I'm pretty surprised. I mean, we might as well just talk about him right now. Um, pretty surprised that Blake Martinez got got the amount of money he was looking for. Uh, but you know what? The Giants apparently they like Packer linebackers. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. And uh, Wags, I mean, looking at that, I'll tell you what. From 2018, folks, go back and look at the 2018 defensive side of the ball roster, and now look at the 2021, and you can see Gooey's fingerprints all over this defense. Wags, talk about a personality change and a personality shift. This defense all of a sudden looks super nasty. We saw them last year uh, creating something, and I think that this year with this signing, uh, undoubtedly the draft picks that they're going to bring in as well, potentially another piece here or there in the free agent market, um, this team has attitude, it has personality, and this is a defense that is going to be able to run sideline to sideline and punch the other team in the mouth for four quarters. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, it's not a, going back to Kirsty. It's it couldn't be any more emblematic of that swagger. Um, I, you know, I, I saw that he quoted as saying. Uh, Green Bay is going to love me. I mean, I, I, that, how can you not like this guy already? I mean, that's what we got last year, uh, particularly from Zadarius Smith. Uh, but uh, I think uh, maybe we don't have that level of a player, but for the amount of money he signed for, Again, uh, we need him to stay healthy, um, so uh, we'll gladly pay out the full value of this contract because I think this this is a guy that could be a difference maker and put us uh, into that next level. Totally agree, and and it's great. Uh, thinking back on our last pod, we were talking about the Packers free agents, the guys that we had, um, and, and a couple of guys that we really were hopeful, I think, that the Packers would be able to agree to deals with we were able to agree to deals with. So let's touch on them. Mercedes Lewis, a tight end, uh, great veteran presence, becoming a, a very strong presence in our locker room. Uh, now he has signed another one-year contract. So that's three one-year contracts in a row. Uh, somebody that Aaron Rodgers, has he is saying his praises uh, about all year last year, being a great leader in the locker room. What do you think of this signing? Because I was really pleased with the amount of money. He gives us a steady hand in that tight end room that is going to prove to be a lot younger than it was last year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, he wants to be in Green Bay, and he's done a great job of blocking. He's been a good leader in that group. Um, he hasn't been a huge contributor in the past game as a receiver, but um, it, it, he did get a few more opportunities this past season than he did in his first season. Um, and this is a, a group that I think it's clear we're going to go, uh, you know, I don't want to say cheap, but um, we're going to we're not going to put a lot of money in this group. And I think at this point, that makes sense. Um, you know, it 
it's a group that uh, we can get by with. I, I'm excited to see what we get out of Jay Sternberger. Um, and I think Mercedes can still, as he's proven, uh, contribute. He stays healthy. He's out there. Um, he might even be able to give us a few more snaps than he's given us the last couple of seasons as well. Totally, totally agree. And, man, all eyes are on Jay Sternberger, aren't they, Wags? My goodness, they must be really high on this kid. I know that we like him a lot, but uh, there's a chance he's that starting tight end uh, going into his second season here. Yeah, and, I mean, it's it's not a given that he's going to be, um, you know, handed you know, 100% of the responsibilities. Typically, we see this uh, tight end group, uh, they will rotate in in quite a few uh, different packages and and the number of snaps that they're going to get. That being said, uh, certainly they kick the tires on Austin Hooper. Um, I personally am thankful that they didn't um, try to get into a bidding war uh, with the Browns. Um, Austin Hooper, a fine player, I don't think he's someone that I would prefer to be um, paying as a top paid tight end in the league as he's going to be here for a little bit at least. I don't think that's going to last too long. But nonetheless, you know, um, the Packers are able to make an upgrade in other areas and they still have a little bit of money left to play with, not a ton, uh, but I think that's going to be more beneficial. And, and when we did our preview uh, last time, we talked about, I, I just didn't see the Packers going out and getting a top flight tight end like Austin Hooper, spending a lot of money on this position. Um, so I'm excited to see what we got with these guys. And that, I think, segues nicely. We were wondering, what are they going to do with uh, Robert Tunyon? And they did tender him a contract. So Robert Tunyon will be back as well. Um, so we've got most of this group back as it's surprising to maybe to some Packer fans aside from Jimmy Graham, who we certainly expected to get released. So um, what do you think, Dane? Do you think we might try to get another one of these veteran uh, free agents? I know um, uh, Delaney Walker was floated around potentially as someone were kicking the tires on, or do you think we just kind of pass and potentially uh, expend another draft pick on someone uh, when we get to uh, the draft? Yeah, Wags, I think that the Packers, it's an interesting question, and I look across the board where um, the Packers, with that with that Wagner signing at right tackle, I look at that and I go, well, it, it of course would be nice to draft, you know, a successor, uh, but at the same time, it's not, all of a sudden, it's not a need position, that right tackle position. Uh, middle linebacker, uh, you know, it'd be nice to draft another middle linebacker potentially in there, but that Kirksey signing, makes it less of a, a top, you know, a number one selection there. Um, so you start to look across the board, wide receiver, absolutely still a, a big need, probably the, the most glaring need. And then potentially after that, Wags, it is that tight end position. So all of a sudden the Packers set us up where uh, would I be shocked if we drafted a middle linebacker in the first or second round? Certainly not. Right tackle? Certainly not. Uh, however, um, that tight end position, that wide receiver position, the Packers have made a point. Goody has said that he wants to give Aaron Rodgers more weapons on the offensive side of the ball. He wants to get them more athletic. He wants to get them faster. Thus far, we have not done that. So um, look to the draft and maybe look to, still to free agency uh, to, to do that. The Wags, I think that the Packers are going to see a real youth movement, particularly at that tight end position. Uh, I, I don't have um, the, the, the tight end rankings for the draft in front of me, uh, 
but I think that they're still looking for another difference maker at tight end that they could pair with a Jay Sternberger and give Aaron Rodgers a couple weapons there at the tight end position. I totally agree because um, uh, while I, I like the group we have, I think we need to uh, look to continue adding and uh, make sure that we, we've got max competition there, uh, particularly for a guy like Robert Tunyon. And it will be interesting to see, too. Um, it pairs nicely with the uh, – let's move over to fullback discussion yeah. because – you know, Danny Vitale uh, did sign with the Patriots, uh, unfortunately. But at the same time, uh, you know, we wish Danny well, as certainly if he cashed in. I really think this is a position. And, and while we have uh, Malcolm Johnson as a restricted free agent, I would be surprised if they offer him a deal either or if he signs that if, uh, with another team if they match. I really think this is a position where they might – might expend a, a late round pick and, and maybe an undrafted free agent, let those guys battle in camp. And maybe we don't even have a fullback on the roster next year. I know that would break your heart, Dane. But um, uh, depending on what we do with the tight ends, uh, we've seen them slide them around and kind of be in that H-back role or line up in the backfield at times as well. Yeah, and, I mean, very few teams are using the fullback uh, very often anymore. I think the fullback still has a place in this offense. Uh, but the the point being there is Wags, uh, a tier point, uh, a late round pick, but heck, even an undrafted guy, um, you might be able to uh, find a very talented young guy who could become a core special teams guy in addition to fullback uh, as an undrafted free agent because just there's not as much competition these days for that role. So I agree, and I think that the Packers um, kind of had a plan here in allowing Vitaly to leave uh, in that um, they are a little bit more cash-strapped than they have in the past and to maybe be able to bring somebody else in, a younger guy, a little uh, less experienced but also a little uh, uh, less expensive, may be able to give the Packers uh, – uh, another guy to come in here at a little bit better value and, and still play maybe 15 to 20% of those offensive snaps at the fullback position and then uh, do a job and do his work on special teams. Yeah, and, and we like Danny, but he did end the year inju- injured as well. So um, there's always kind of some of that question. So uh, you go with someone younger, uh, perhaps, uh, as you said, less expensive and uh, doesn't have that um, um you know, uh, any of those dings, uh, injury history that you're having to deal with as well. So, um, so anyway, uh, let's, let's t- talk a little bit about some of the other uh, guys that we tendered. Uh, so yep. I think as we expected, Jake Kumro, uh, Chandon Sullivan, and let's just uh, start with those two guys. We're both, uh, tendered exclusive rights, um, tenders, and, uh, they will be back with the Packers next year as well. Yeah, great. So I, I, I mean, very pleased with the, the, the core group that we brought back there. Kumaro, uh, I know, is a bit of a fan favorite, uh, and, and I know that folks would like to see him get some more snaps at the wide receiver position, but where he makes his living, folks, is a, a, on special teams. And I've said it on this pod in the past, but Wags and I were in person for that Seattle playoff game, and we looked at each other a few times, Wags, I know, and we're like, holy smokes, Kumaro can fly down the field. Um, so a, a nice addition to bring him back and allow for him to, again, battle for a roster spot. There's no doubt that the wide receiver position is going to be one of um, great uh, competition this year. And then Shannon Sullivan, uh, still only 23 years old, 
uh, ended up being a very important piece to the defensive side of the ball this year. And um, expect him, uh, Tremont Williams, still not signed as of this podcast. And Wags, the longer that Tremont's out there, the more and more likely I think it is that the Packers are going to be looking to Shannon Sullivan to uh, become our, our nickel corner and also be able to, to move around and be a, uh, a, a real player this year at playing at different positions across the defensive backfield. I totally agree. And, and as we talked about last uh, time when we touched on that defensive back group, I mean, we've got Josh Jackson, we've got Kadar Holman. So we've got some guys waiting in the wings. And I think uh, we're ready uh, to continue to develop those guys. And uh, we were, we're extremely stable uh, with that starting unit. So uh, Tremont, as we talked about last time, is probably a luxury that we just can't really afford. But also at the same time, um, just based on where the rest of the group is at, isn't necessarily someone that we really need. Um, and uh, so uh, it will be interesting to see what Tremont does and uh, if he decides to come back for one more year with the Packers on kind of a veteran minimum type deal or if he wants to uh, uh, see if he can get a little bit more money somewhere else or perhaps, uh, you know, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility that, um, that he hangs it up and, and, uh, he moves on as well. So, um, we'll keep an eye on that as things unfold, but, uh, we did not expect, uh, Tremont to be, uh, kind of a, a, a first week, uh, free agency signing, either with the Packers or with anyone else. Um, so Dane, the other guy, uh, that was, uh, tendered a contract was Alan Lazard. And, uh, I just wanted to talk about him separately as well because uh, he was someone that really stepped up and essentially became our number two wide receiver at the end of the season. Now, um, that's a role that I think eventually he could develop into. I think he's got the skill set to do it. Personally, I would feel a little bit more comfortable going into next season if Alan Lazard's competing more to uh, slot it in more to compete for like a number three, number four. Um, so, um, but at the same time, uh, I'm really excited, and it was also a no-brainer that we were going to bring Lazard back as well. Yeah, it's a, it was absolutely a no-brainer uh, for, for them to bring him back, I agree. And, uh, you know, he didn't really get a lot of opportunity until the second half of the season. Um, so seeing him get almost 500 yards there, have some big moments, uh, really like uh, – what he was able to provide, and and quite frankly, he's just going to keep getting better. I think he he's scratching the surface uh, of this offense. Uh, he's scratching the surface of this potential. Um, uh, a lot of folks need to remember that coming out of college, um, people weren't sure if he was going to be a tight end, weren't sure if he was going to be a wide receiver. Turns out he can be a pretty darn productive wide receiver. So yeah, no doubt that he's coming back on a uh, uh, on a restricted free agent deal. So very excited to have him come back here. Uh, but he's going to have to compete. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Now uh, the good news is that the Packers like to swap out different receivers with different sets on pretty darn regularly, even uh, throughout a drive. So he's going to be able to get his. I think that he and Adams, quite frankly, are the only two locks to, to um, make the opening day roster a wide receiver next year, and then it's going to be everybody else fighting for positions. Uh, so that's everyone from MVS 
to uh, Equinemius St. Brown, uh, to, to Kumaro, to, you know, anybody else you can think of, and the free agents, uh, or excuse me, the, the draft picks or potential free, ag- free agents that we're going to bring in. Um, but, Wags, much like the middle linebacker position, I'm expecting to see a lot of new faces for Aaron Rodgers to get comfortable with uh, by, by uh, the time, I don't know, August or so rolls around. Yeah, so, and I'm just kind of taking a look. I know that um, some fans, and we talked about perhaps Emmanuel Sanders, and um, the the amount that he signed for with the Saints, you know, uh, wasn't out of the realm of, of what the Packers may have been able to do. So I don't know if there was, uh, you know, any interest there or uh, if there was any talks at all uh, between right. Sanders and the Packers. Um, perhaps not. Maybe Emmanuel just um, uh, wasn't interested Whatever. I I don't know for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, there's some other guys that are still out there. Uh, there there's not a lot of wide receivers that have signed yet. Um, my, my plan to bring Randall Cobb back on the cheap obviously wasn't going to work out. I'm frankly stunned. And, and folks, just be glad you're not a Texans fan right now. That's all I got mm-hmm. to say about that one. Love Randall, but uh, highway robbery that he was able to get $9 million a year at this point in his career for a multi-year contract is, is just stunning to me. But um, And, and they're any, expecting him to replace Hopkins at this point, too. It's just uh, not uh, really fair. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, you cut one of the best receivers in the game. That would be like if the Packers traded – uh, Devante to save a little bit of money, and then they spent ten million dollars on a, a middling aging receiver. Um, wouldn't make us too happy. Uh, that's that's for sure. Um, and, and I don't mean to disrespect Randall because um, I think he can still have a role. But for the amount of money he signed for, um, you know, good for Randall. He's got a good agent. I guess that's all I'll say about that. Um, but uh, Dane, are, are you kind of looking at any of these other? Uh, guys out there, I know, you know, um, Rob B. Anderson, I think he's going to be out of our price range when it's all mm-hmm. said and done. A little surprised that there was no movement on this wide receiver market, though. Um, Brashad Perriman's another guy that a lot of, a lot of Packer fans I know are, seem to really be coveting. Uh, perhaps he's someone that would fit in that price range, has a little bit of that veteran experience, um, and could, could come in and at least compete or in theory, slot into that number two or number three wide receiver role. Yeah, so I got to tell you, Wags, I'm kind of giddy, actually, at how slow this uh, free agent market has been for wide receivers. Uh, It's uh, we keep hearing it's a historic market uh, for the the draft for teams this year, at how good uh, all the young talent is in the draft. And there's no doubt then that it's helping to depress this wide receiver free agent market. Uh, which is really playing to the Packers' strengths, no doubt, uh, in my mind. Uh, if Emmanuel Sanders uh, inked the deal he inks, um, you know, uh, somebody like a Perriman, he may have uh, – he's somebody who was a late bloomer, former first-round pick, um, but, you know, wasn't able to put it together late here in the last season, season and a half. He's really played good football. He's a speed guy, Wags, something that we need, somebody to stretch the field. So he might be – he actually reminds me a little bit. He's 26 years old. Um, he's kind of got the – with the arrow pointing up, much like the Smith brothers on defense. They're not necessarily the same kind of guys, uh, but the idea being that Goody clearly likes to find guys that are, are – um, mid-market guys that he, he's able to, to identify that he thinks are still continuing to climb in their professional career. So he actually is somebody that I think fits the Packers' M.O. 
I really like Demarcus Robinson, uh, the young man uh, that played for the Chiefs last, last year. I do always caution on Super Bowl teams. Uh, sometimes those guys get overpaid a little bit. And Mahomes, something tells me he can make wide receivers look really, really good. Um, so um, something to keep an eye on there. Uh, but, you know, those are a couple of guys. I've also seen Tajay Sharp, uh, the, the guy that played for the, the Titans, as somebody that the Packers could look at. I'm not necessarily as interested in him. Um, Teddy Ginn, older now, getting getting up there, 34, but would be able to potentially solve a, a special teams role as a return man as well. Uh, so to your point, Wags, a ton of options still out there at wide receiver across the board. Maybe not the game-changing wide receiver that I think Packer fans were hoping for, an A.J. Green or an Amari Cooper. Um, but, heck, who knows? I've seen crazier things. If Robbie Anderson's still there in another few days, um, maybe the Packers are able to get him on a, a more team-friendly deal than people could have imagined. If the free agent market is always bizarre. Some guys you don't expect to make a lot of money do. Some guys you don't, don't. So uh, who's to say? But um, I think the Packers are still probably targeting somebody as a, a veteran presence, and then we're also going to double up in the draft as well. Yeah, and I'm still not – sure that we don't trade at some point too um for a more of a veteran receiver because none of these guys really pop out to me um i'd be fine if they you know there's there's a few guys on here uh that you just kind of go through um and say okay if if they come in at a, a very low contract um for like a one year or maybe even a, a one year two year deal uh with no guaranteed money um fine but um, and also no one that's, um, you know, really stands out. I think that, you know, Perriman or Robbie Anderson are, are the two guys that uh, really stick out with this group. But I also don't think either of them, um, are, are guys that I would be particularly enthusiastic to, uh, invest a ton of money into, like we talked about last time. So, um, so I think the Packers are doing the right thing, slow playing this market. I mean, folks, Besides Emmanuel Sanders, and, and, and no no disrespect to a couple of the other guys that uh, signed, um, we've got four wide receivers total that have signed contracts, and two of them signed one-year, $1 million deals, uh, and then we've got Emmanuel Sanders, two-year, $16 million, and then Randall Cobb, three-years, $27 million. Again, I don't mean to harp on this, but what in the world were Texans doing? It's just stunning. Uh, but in any event, uh, so don't be surprised uh, to see – the Packers at some point start to get active in some uh, uh, trade discussions. So I think that might be still a potential option for them to fill this need as well. Yeah, and uh, a potential piece of a trade. You don't see a lot of team or player-to-player trades uh, like the NBA as much in the NFL, but uh, somebody to keep an eye on there, Wags, is Lane Taylor, our guard here. Um, I don't know if he's long for Green Bay, uh, but you mentioned in our last pod a pretty team-friendly contract for a starting guard. Um, I think the Packers could utilize uh, him as a potential trade piece for a, a team that's maybe a little deep at wide receiver that needs some offensive line help. Sure, and I don't think this is going to happen, but another name I think I would keep an eye on is Jamal Williams. Um, he's going to be uh, coming into the last year of his rookie contract. Um, the Packers are not going to be uh, paying two running backs um, 
you know, and, and Aaron Jones, that'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Uh, but it's going to be Aaron Jones uh, if they're going to pick between the two. I would expect that they'll just keep Williams and take whatever compensatory pick they may get for him, uh, depending on what type of money he's going to command next year. Uh, but um, perhaps that's uh, one of those situations where if a team really uh, needs uh, someone uh, such as Williams, he's a really good pass blocker as a running back, uh, pretty solid receiver, uh, situational running back. Um, perhaps if the Packers feel like they can uh, package him or uh, get a higher than expected uh, pick for him and then what they project they would get as a compensatory pick next year, um, that could be another name. Uh, and he doesn't make a lot of money, uh, but uh, $2 million, uh in some change, uh, that little bit can uh, be enough to, to free up some space potentially to target one of these other guys as well. Yeah, and you talk about these compensatory picks, you know, when when teams, um, uh, you know, sign away your talent. Uh, sometimes you get these draft picks in return. Uh, there, there's a big system where if you're signing other other free teams, free agents, you know, it starts to become a wash. Something to to, to keep an eye on. Wags, if I'm not mistaken, both Wagner uh, and Kirksey were both uh, had already been released from their teams. So with the Packers losing Balaga, um, the long play here is I'm expecting the Packers to get uh, a couple reasonably nice draft picks in return uh, for for both Blake Martinez and Balaga leaving Green Bay. Yeah, projected to be fourth or fifth round picks, and those are well, not. You know, I mean, that's some pretty good value. So not only uh, do they uh, replace both of those guys with less expensive uh, options on shorter deals, um, and you could argue perhaps an upgrade at both positions, uh, they get picks for them too. So, I mean, kudos to Goody and the front office staff for really gaming the system to their advantage. Uh, that's just another uh, way that they were able to leverage and, and get some additional value. And so we've talked about a lot of the guys we've been able to bring back, a couple more that we haven't mentioned yet, uh, exclusive rights free agents. Uh, I believe Tyler Lancaster Wags uh, has also received his uh, qualifying tender uh, defensive tackle, somebody we've talked about who's played a lot of football for the Packers over the last two years after being an undrafted free agent. So he's back. And then somebody who was an outright free agent and uh, who I think you and I are both very excited to have back in Green Bay is Will Redman, former third-round pick from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, had some uh, some lower body injuries early in his career, uh, was a cornerback, now has become a safety, has really, um, I think, uh, grown as a football player. Uh, now in Green Bay, he, he's a safety. Uh, he played about a quarter of the snaps on the defensive side of the ball, but also had a 30-plus tackles last year on special teams mostly. Um, so really become a core special teams player for the Packers. Not, again, a guy who's going to make a ton of headlines uh, as a splash signing, but Wags, he's a core player uh, on special teams and a guy who you can win football games with. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to have both of those guys back. And uh, certainly, I think Will Redmond's someone that they really like what they got out of him. Uh, he's a, 
really, uh, I think, fit well uh, with uh, Coach Patton's system. And uh, he's he's really grown uh, into another guy. You mentioned Shannon Sullivan earlier, but I think Will Redmond's a guy that could really uh, grow into that hybrid role and be able to move around on the defense, too. So that versatility is just huge because, you know, unfortunately we know that we're going to have some injuries. But um, if you've got guys like Will Redmond and Shannon Sullivan that are very familiar with the system, uh, are out there, you know, do, playing at a high level uh, for their role, uh, you know that uh, they can step in and, and have an expanded role on short notice if we need to. So I, I'm very excited that they brought Will Redmond back, and I think he's going to get some opportunities to be out on the field quite a bit this season as well. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, other free agents that the Packers have allowed to leave. Um, so we had mentioned Balaga, who inked a, a deal with the Chargers, um, legs, uh, just, just, uh, I'll, I'll look here. It looks like they're really loading up those chargers on the right side of the ball. So I thought that was kind of interesting with that, that Balaga pick, uh, signing. But then also, BJ Goodson inked a, uh, middle linebacker deal with the, uh, Cleveland Browns. And then also Kyler Fackrell, uh, got a nice deal. And you and I have talked, uh, at length about Fackrell in the past. Uh, somebody who's come on and that we both uh, learned to really respect and like his game, uh, but we also, uh, I think, thought that probably wasn't long for the Green Bay Packers. He agreed to a one-year $4.6 million uh, contract with the Giants as well. So both he and Blake Martinez over there, uh, they're spending, they being the Giants, a lot of money on former Packer linebackers. Yeah, um, and good for Kyler. That was, uh, even though it's only a one-year deal, that's a, a pretty solid deal that he inked for himself, um, to get almost five million, uh, as a, you know, a part-time rotational player. But, you know, uh, apparently the Giants just like to, they like the stat sheet. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I, I think is about what I say, but, uh, you know, we wish him well. I don't think we're going to have to worry about the Giants too much. Uh, the next couple of seasons, so uh, both of those guys are able to uh, move on. And, and, and Kyler, I think uh, overall, uh, turned into a solid contributor for the Packers this last couple of seasons. But certainly with the opportunity that he had uh, to go to the Giants and have a little bit more of an expanded role, um, the Packers definitely were not going to pay him that much money. Um, it, it makes sense for both parties. to. So I think that was a mutually beneficial move. Uh, for both parties, and we wish Kyler well. Um, Dane, can we shift back to D-line? Because I know you mentioned Tyler Lancaster. Yeah. We talked, and you brought this up um, a couple episodes ago, D-line. I mean, that's another um, position group outside of the edge guys. The defensive tackles and traditional defensive ends, um, that's been a little bit of a suppressed market as well. So you thought that that might be a group that we might be able to get some value in, a la Muhammad Wilkinson a couple years ago. And that's another, I think, position to really keep an eye on. The longer free agency plays out, if this market stays suppressed, I think particularly with defensive tackles, um, I think we could uh, get another uh, value guy, maybe another guy that comes in on a one- or two-year deal at a little bit of a lower contract. So I think that was a, a good call by you. It hasn't happened yet, but uh, there's definitely some guys out there uh, that I think most, even some casual Packer fans, 
would have some familiarity with, isn't there? Yeah, no, there is, and I mean, uh, I think that you're you're absolutely right. It's it, it's I think that there's just there's options out there. A guy who I actually thought who was a Green Bay Packer long ago now, Wags, he was in camp, left, and he ended up making a having a, has had a nice little bit of a career for himself. Is a guy like Mike Pinnell who kind of fits what the Packers do. You know, there's there's a couple other free agents out there that I I like quite a bit. It might not be you know your your um you know huge names at this point, uh, but I, I will tell you, Wags, that um, uh, even like a Marcel Darius, right, is a guy who we could look at as somebody um, uh, who who could, um, you know, be like a run stopper up front, had a little bit of injury problems in the past, uh, coming off some big contracts. He played for the Jags in the past. Um, but just, you know, another veteran presence up front to maybe spell Kenny Clark a little bit more because, Wags, the big concern I had last season was how many snaps Kenny Clark was taking. Um, he came on uh, with a true force uh, near the end of the year. I thought he ended up having a nice year. He's going to make a ton of money, uh, and the Packers are going to pay him that money, I think. Uh, but any chance we can to limit Kenny Clark just a little bit more the amount of snaps he's taking so he's fresh and more effective, I'm going to be all game for. And I just don't want to burn this young man out by the time he's 27 or 28. Uh, totally agree. Uh, so I think we do need to – and we need more depth, too. Yeah. Um, as you said, it's not just about uh, trying to get another difference maker up front, but um, – but but we need a, we need at least one or two guys. I wouldn't be surprised if we pick up one of these guys and uh, at some point uh, maybe maybe not early, but we'll see. But uh, I would I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, spend a, a couple mid round picks uh, or I should say at least one mid round pick on uh, a defensive tackle or a traditional um, defensive end that lines up with the hand in the ground. So. Um, it, it, that will be a group to certainly keep an eye on. I, I don't think it's a position we'll spend a lot of money on, but um, if we can uh, make an acquisition uh, here before uh, it's all said and done, I think that would be a, a prudent move uh, for this uh, Packers uh, front office to do. Um, so, Dane, uh, let's just shift then. Do you think we're done for the most part Outside of potentially um, defensive line, wide receiver, um, is there anything else that you think that we could be really looking at um, uh, in terms of uh, another addition? Is there a possibility we uh, look to make another inside linebacker move? Wags, you read my mind. Uh, Clay Matthews is a uh, free agent. Uh, ended up having, I thought, a very nice year last year uh, as an edge rusher for the Rams. But he is a free agent. It's it's well known that he wanted to stay in Green Bay uh, last year. Um, what do you think? Do you, do you think there's any chance we we could lure him back as maybe a part-time pass rusher and uh, and uh, but also a uh, uh, a part-time inside linebacker for uh, one more year in Green Bay? Listen, it's going to be what Clay wants to do. I mean, he would be, you know, he would be crazy not to, you know, fully explore all of his options because uh, if he can get one more, you know, pretty good deal to max out his financial earnings, that's what he should do. That's what's best yeah. for himself. Um, 
So I guess it just depends on what our other teams view Clay Matthews as at this point. Is he, is he viewed as a guy that can still be an edge rusher? Uh, well, last season he surprised me a little bit. He was, as you said, able to do that. Um, got injured at the end of the year, but uh, played 13 games for the Rams and had eight sacks. Uh, so for the money, I, I think he actually probably lived up to the contract. But the Rams are so cash strapped that they're just they're they're needing to make moves to even be able to. I think. Uh, sign their draft picks uh, when that comes up. So it, it's it's more about the Rams situation than it was for Clay. Uh, as far as if he'd come back to Green Bay, absolutely. Obviously, again, the question is, what does he view himself as? The Smiths are entrenched, so it, he's not going to be a starting uh, edge guy. Um, is he willing to change positions? He didn't really seem too fond of that when we did that four or five years ago when he was on the Packers. And I understand. I mean, he's got to be looking at it from a financial perspective, too. And he was still very much at the tail end, I think, of his prime at that point. But this is a guy now that's going to be, I think, 33 or 34 at the start of next season. So by all accounts, we know Clay loves to play football. How long does he want to play for? Um, perhaps he looks at it and says, I really loved Green Bay. This is a team that's on the brink and was right there at the end. I'd love to come back and make one more run with this organization, cement my status as a future Packer uh, Hall of Famer. And, yeah, sure, let's give it a run. Um, I'm going to move over to inside linebacker, extend my career a little bit, and uh, let's go. Um, I would love that. I think Clay, he's still got uh, range and speed. Uh, certainly, he's not going to be someone you're going to trust to be out in coverage, but we haven't gotten anything from our inside linebackers in coverage for years anyway. Um, and and listen, we know that if you can put him out there at the second level and he's coming up to the line and that's another guy that uh, the defensive line or offensive line uh, are, is going to have to account for in passing situations. Oh my goodness, I would just love to see what uh, we could unleash because he could do some, I think, real damage uh, if, if if he's willing uh, and uh, the Packers uh, are are are, um, are have a desire to give that a try. I would be fully on board. Wags, can you imagine Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Christian Kirksey? Rashad Gary, Clay Matthews, just just going full bore at the quarterback. I mean, oh my gosh! But, but but you're talking about uh, I, again, all respect to Blake Martinez and B.J. Goodson, but they're a little bit more, shall we say, plotters. And you replace them with high energy guys like yeah. uh, Clay and Christian Kirksey, and they're flying around and making plays. Are you kidding me? The energy level on this defense would be off the charts. Uh, that would be, uh, I would be so stoked. Uh, you were calling, they had a potential to be a top five to 10 defense last season. I would even go so far as to say, I think they would be a top five defense next season uh, if they were able to convince Clay to come back and make one more run. I love it, man. Well, I wish we had his phone number so we could, <laughs> we could give him a call on this because well, it'd be a great addition. But as soon as he, as soon as he became a free agent, there, Wags, uh, it's funny. Uh, you sent you sent the message over, and it was like, oh man, I totally agree with you. That's the guy to bring you. 
Yeah, and not to take any credit, but I mean, there's a lot of Packer beat, beat writers out there. I saw Rob Domofsky a couple of days ago, right around the same time, immediately basically say the same thing. Would he be interested in playing inside linebacker? That's up to Clay. You know, and, and certainly it goes both ways. The Packers think he can play inside linebacker. Clearly they thought he could a few years ago. Do they think he can now? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I think Clay's a guy that if he's willing to come back uh, at a um, a price that makes sense for both parties, uh, you figure it out later. You bring him back and you figure it out later. He's a guy that could contribute to this team. Totally agree. I, I couldn't agree more. Oh man, free agency. Uh, I, Wags, I think we'll just continue to uh, to monitor the situation here. We're going to continue to be doing our podcast, uh, talking about uh, future free agent signings, and then uh, what? I, I think that we're, it's almost that time. We're going to start to review uh, position by position drafts as well. Uh, the the um, who the Packers could potentially look at at each position. I mean, it just the NFL season never ends, does it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, th- the thing that's really exciting is um, it, what they've been able to do with free agency. There aren't any obvious huge holes. I mean, we're definitely going to draft receiver. There's no doubt about that. And we're going to draft defensive line and we're going to draft inside linebacker. And, you know, we're, we're probably going to draft a tight end. Uh, but none of those positions are a clear need. Now, I, I know some folks would argue that, we, and, and I did earlier, that I would feel more comfortable uh, having a, a, a free agent wide receiver um, on the books before the draft that could uh, slot into that number two or number three role. But, you know, we got by with, with the group that we had last year, and we got uh, St. Brown coming back. Um, uh, you know, and Lazard certainly took a huge step forward. So there's no reason why this Packer offense uh, would not be still uh, in, an improvement uh, from this wide receiver group, it, particularly when we get done with the draft. So I don't think it's required that we get a receiver. I, I would feel more comfortable if we did, but um, there's there's – going to be uh, quite a few positions that the Packers can address. So not looking too far ahead, but as you said, it's right there in front of us. Uh, what we've done in free agency means that we'll be able to truly draft the best player available uh, at every pick that we have. Folks, please, uh, you know, tell your friends, share us, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter, uh, Lombardi's Legends. And, uh, and, uh, rate us as well and, uh, and just keep sharing us and telling your friends. We love doing this podcast so much. Uh, and, uh, we'll be back soon. We've got Wags. We've got some special, um, interviews, uh, both, uh, uh, already in the can and also that are, are, we're working on lining up right now. And, uh, it's, it's always just a pleasure to, to talk to all of you cheese heads out there. And please feel free to reach out to us anytime as well. Absolutely. So just a little tease. We've got, um, we've been able to interview current Packers and members of the Lombardi Super Bowl area era and the 94 members of the 96 Super Bowl team. Um, and we've got our first member of the 2010 Super Bowl team. Um, and so stay tuned for that early next week. Really excited, uh, for that. And, uh, you guys are going to love it. 
Um, so uh, just to keep an eye out, and uh, um, it's a little something to take our mind off of everything that's going on. It's been uh, a lot of fun <laughs> just to sit here and talk Packers tonight, hasn't it, Dave? Oh, man, it's the best. Yeah, it's uh, all I was thinking about during this podcast, Leg are the Packers, and how fun is that? <laughs> Absolutely. So, folks, thanks so much for listening. And uh, as always, say it with us. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.